There is a perfect example of motherhood out there. We've all felt its presence. It lingers in our social media feed, in the products we buy, the answers to the questions we research. Even though we know it's not real, we feel it spotlight what we could be doing better. Join two best friends as they step off the stage of motherhood and go behind the scenes with moms from different walks of life. The Mom Cult Podcast. Real moms, real talk, real tired. I don't know the word, but I know that our S's sound a way that I don't love. And he says I can do something about that, but mm-hmm. like they're a de-esser on it. Yeah. 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 That. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like going to get it. It's like a quick de-esser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does he, do you send him the audio files after? And he's he had like, to fix some things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a learning process <laughs> yeah. for both of us. Sometimes I forget to like change stuff or like put the <laughs> gate on or, you know. Hey, look hey. at your turn. The gate. Okay. <laughs> the gate on. That's, that's my wife will be like, "What are you gonna bounce some stems, all right? All right." Yes, that's actually what he's okay. doing right now. Yeah, he's outside just bouncing some stems. Is that is his studio here? It's okay. in the back. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, totally separate, so he can escape. And now, well, we heard about people before we had a kid who, like, if they played video games or they were up later than the wife, then they would go like out to their studio and that would be like their hideout. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. And now that's fully the deal. That's I'm the man in that situation. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's me. Welcome Emily cop. Hi guys. Hi Emily. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Hit Um, us with that bio. Well, I'll tell you my take and then you tell, you tell a little about yourself or whatever you'd like. Let's just talk about you. Um, let me, let's just then, what? (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is Um, what happens when Sarah has to introduce a guest. No, well, I forgot about the (laughs) intro. I did everything else. This is the most prepared I've ever been. I think even had my gate on my low cut. Um, but I met Emily, I think through Instagram or I don't know how we exactly we met, but I hit you up for something. Yeah, cool. Okay, I couldn't remember if I just said that I liked your visuals or if you... Anyway, so I did some work for you a few years ago, and you are, to my knowledge, a very... Don't say successful, that you are successful, but I feel like that sounds weird, but you are. Um, Songwriter, you have a... This is terrible. I have to start. I'm going to have a... I didn't do a good intro. You're doing fine. You're doing great. No, that's not. That wasn't it. Cut this. Cut the whole thing. I think you need to trust yourself. Just be you. Yeah. Emily, Do you want me to start from the top? Uh, okay. Hey guys. Welcome to the yeah. Mom Call Podcast. Yeah. We'll probably keep everything from before here because I just choked on the intro for Emily Cop, our guest who goes by Lowen. It's her grandmother's name, maiden name, <laughs> correct? No, mother's maiden name. And she is an incredible songwriter. Um, artist. She's been performing, it seems like your entire life. And um, I did some work for you a couple of years ago and your aesthetic is incredible. And then from my understanding, you took a break from being a traveling touring artist and songwriter. You just correct me when I'm wrong. No, you're great. You're doing great. And you might've heard her on some like crazy sync placements. Sync placements is whenever you get like a song placed in a show for anybody who doesn't, cool, 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 isn't cool, cool. like in the know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you might've heard her on like Apple. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I know it's in your bio, but I already know this. I'm going to, I'm going to just wing it. Um, and your duo is, or was called Midnight Riot. Still is. Still is. Awesome. And she has a two-year-old named, can we say your name? 
Luna. Luna. Okay. I'm literally wearing a Luna t-shirt. I was going to ask how old she was. Yeah. Uh, 18 months. Well, a year and a half. I I don't know how many months exactly, but she's not quite two, not quite one. What's your partner's name? Robin. 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 How long have you guys been together? We met in 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, So since then, married since 2017. Nice. So you guys went on the, you met in 2016 and then you went on like a world traveling tour, like not, wait, that's not the right way to say it when you're a songwriter that did tour. So (laughs) you were just like exploring the planet. How long after you met, did you do that? So Robin and I met kind of like how you guys met at a party. Mm -hmm. I met uh, Robin at a fundraiser that she was hosting at her house. And I, there was like a musical artist that was going to go play some background music and a friend of a friend who had booked the, the group. I'm butchering this whole fucking... Anyway, the music person backed out and I was asked to come play some background songs. And, just, and at the time I was gigging in like restaurants five days a week to like pay my rent in between mm-hmm. tours. So I was like, I have nothing better to do. I went, I played music, met her... I was in a relationship, another relationship with a man. So like, I didn't know what was going on. I just (laughs) met her and it's like, wow. And then we ended up together. And then I would say like a year after that, we left to go backpacking. So I was like very burnt out on touring and being poor Mm -hmm. and writing bad songs. And I was living in Orlando and I wasn't really sure. It was like doing this. I would get on like a tour with a big artist for a few days, and then it was like back yeah, to cover right. gigs, for, roller coaster, <laughs> and, da, 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 and then back. Um, and didn't really, didn't you know? I mean, I still don't have a team. It's kind of like always been a one woman operation. But I was just like in this like loop of like not really sure what I was doing anymore, mm-hmm. what the point was. Mm-hmm. She was a chef, like a long time career chef at the time, and was very very, very ready for a break. So for various reasons, for each our own individual reasons, we something we'd always wanted to do and that we realized people don't do. Mm-hmm. They just say they're going to do it. And so yeah. we just said, fuck it. Like, yeah, I like just, to say I'm going to do that a yeah. lot. <laughs> and then it's hard to like, once you're more like settled, you can't. Yeah. And yeah, we did it right before. I mean, not that we're not going to do it again, um, but yeah, it, we like planned a whole, it was eight months of planning leading up to it, selling our cars. How much money do we need to live off of if we want to stay out for a year? So we picked up extra jobs and we just saved, 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 saved. Mm -hmm. So we would only plan the next two destinations pretty much. Um, sometimes with no plan. And then sometimes we would set up like work stay opportunities where we would like work in exchange for lodging and do odd jobs and things like that. And so we did that for about like almost a year until it was time to move back to Nashville. And that's when I started, like my music started actually sinking was when I was like literally in a hostel in (laughs) Hanoi, Vietnam, getting like email. Right. (laughs) That's usually when it happens. Let's go stay in a nice hotel. You finally give up on it. Things start happening. Like, come on. (laughs) Well, yeah, but that was, that's like the the lesson. Mm -hmm. It's like, let go of the clench. Yeah. At yeah. all times. Like whenever I feel myself now clenching towards anything, mm-hmm. it's like a reminder to let the fuck go because, um, yeah, if it gets too important, you kind of squander your own way. Yeah. Through. It never happens where you're looking. Right. 
right. ever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like how we ended up in Nashville. That's like good lesson for me. I'm like really just Quit letting clenching, it. Sarah. I wrote it down. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it's true. It's really hard. It's really hard. crying. And being here makes it harder. And being in Nashville makes it way harder because you're in it. You're in the... You see other people clenching. Of course. And so then you And other like, people succeeding. So it's totally. very... You have to like try not to mm-hmm. be looking at what's going on totally. outside of you. Totally. Totally. And also it's like remembering... I remember leaving like music life world the pursuit of it and just sort of like being a person being an artist in the world and feeling like oh that actually is like not important nobody cares there's only like a small percentage of people who really care about the grammys and the nobody cares that's just music life that's just entertainment business life but that's not necessarily artist life or what it means to be happy or anything. And I think, so now I try to catch myself when I start clenching to mm-hmm. be like, you're being an idiot. Like, remember you from two years ago. This yeah. really doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Yeah. And yeah. You should only really care about if you're happy. Like, are you happy today? Right. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't. I am interested in <laughs> when you guys started talking about wanting kids. We always talked about one day, one day when we have a family, one day when we have kids. But I wasn't quite ready for a long time. Robin is seven years older than I am. Mm-hmm. She was ready yesterday, before yesterday, before yesterday. Like, very patient, very willing to wait for me to be emotionally ready. I haven't even really talked about this besides with just the people who knew, like my family, my therapist. Like, it was a disaster that we actually had scheduled our first insemination. We like had it ready and I had a total breakdown panic attack and canceled the night before. Nice. Yeah. It was a very fucked up situation for whoo. And so I think it was, I was on the precipice of, I was turning 30 mm-hmm. and I was having a lot of existential, not like angst, but worries about what life was going to look like, um, what I would be perceived as, as someone who's maybe not being nominated. Like I had this narrative in my head, like I'm not being nominated for Grammys yet. I'm not selling out tours yet. I'm not producing records for artists that I admire yet. How can I have a kid? Like, then it's over. Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's actually like, now that I'm on the other side of it, I understand that it's like actually quite the opposite, Yeah. but you don't know until right. you're, you're in it. Um, and I had a counsel through a lot of friends who already had kids, but I did find that most of my people that I was talking to were like other producer, like were dads. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have many peers as like, went like a woman that's mm. in the music world who does a bunch of things, who's having a kid, who's not the one being pregnant. Like there were just right. so many things at play. And so like, I was just talking to like my dad friends basically right. about it. Like, yeah. Dude, what does your day look like? Like what, <laughs> like what does life look like? You know, am I going to be this like old, like, I don't know. The narrative that I had is now that I'm on the other side of it, I can recognize how flawed and, fucked up and rooted in total insecurity it was 
but I had to like go through it. It was, it was an absolute disaster. Well, the fear is still justified though. I had the luxury of going, it'll happen when it happens. Like once my birth control runs out and then I don't have to actually feel like I'm choosing when I'm ready for this. It's, I'm just going to have to go, okay, it's happening. And then we're going to adjust. Whereas in your scenario, there is a, a plan and decisions made like when these things are going to happen, which of course is a lot more like, wait, is it the right time? Is it the right time? Am I ready? Yeah. Am I ready? Which is super scary and intimidating. Yeah, it's exactly, that's, that's exactly right. There's like a million opportunities to say, to, to say, are you sure? Like, are we sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like, you're, you know, I don't know some people, how some people go through this, but for us it was, there's the, you know, the donor aspect there's, so there's, that's a whole chapter. That's mm-hmm. like a whole era. I'm interested in that. So yeah. many feelings, so many things. There's the, um, I don't want to be physically pregnant. I don't feel that desire in my body. Yeah. I was going to ask if that was, if it was pretty clear from the get go, who clear. was going to carry the baby. Super clear. She wanted to, I was stoked. I have no <laughs> desire. Even now I have no desire. Maybe it'll come later, but I just don't have that intrinsic feeling in my body. I don't feel connected to parenthood like Mm -hmm. through that. And Mm -hmm. so that worked out really great. And then like, but then there's like the legal aspect and then there's changing our last name cop. She's buttsco. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, okay, so we're going to fucking hyphenate. Like, is our kid going to be Luna cop? Butts go awful. <laughs> so we merged our last names and created a new last name. So we're the Copsco family now. Cop nice. and Butts. So we have to like apply. Right. You have to get approved. So there's that era going to yeah, court. It and then sucks all adoption. the fun out of the whole process. Yeah, it's like the least hot. <laughs> romantic it's not like we got wasted on tequila and had a super passionate night and then it happened it's like yeah we're like in an airbnb in atlanta and i'm like we're eating like thai fucking food during covid and like trying to maybe hope that this is going to be our one trip that we have to go to atlanta to, to do this and it's like me like doing woo-woo shit, like, over her belly and, like, talking to it and, like, trying to have a moment before she went to the back to go get inseminated. I was going right? to say, is that where you were you were getting inseminated or she was getting inseminated? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. We went we went to a few places here. Disaster. Hmm. Disaster. What, okay. what makes... Horrible. Yeah, what makes them a bad experience? If anybody's hearing this and you are in a same-sex couple or if you're in a heterosexual couple, I wouldn't... Maybe. Maybe you'll have better luck here. But um, there are... There are like three places here. One of them is more of like a high-end bougie baby factory type feeling, very mm-hmm. out of touch. Um, like a Build-A-Bear? Yeah. Didn't like the vibe, <laughs> didn't like the doctor, questioned us a million times, couldn't understand who was who. Like, like uh, just who's, like some... who's having the baby, like mm-hmm. just really, really not in a good feeling. That mm-hmm. wasn't a way we wanted to create life. So- uh, then we found another doctor and Robin ended up getting a bunch of procedures that weren't necessary. And mm. we ended up looking him up and found out some sketchy things. And so anyway, Oof. my aunt and her wife have 17 year old kids together, cousins that I'm super close with. And they're actually two sets of twins. My aunt carried and her wife carried and both had twins. Oh. They're kind of genetically quads. It's a whole, it's wow. a whole. Did they carry at the same yes. at the same time? Same time. Wow. Both accidentally stayed pregnant. It was a Whoa. whole thing. 
Um, so they, their fertility doctor is someone I got in touch with through them and mm-hmm. he recommended a peer of his Cool. that was in Atlanta. So he said, yeah, they'll take, like, go there. They're great. They deal with same sex, sex couples all the time. He, he was at like the start of fertility and he's like the guy. So yeah, we drove to Atlanta and that's how it went. But it was, yeah, there's a million opportunities to rethink mm-hmm. what, every um, step of the way. What helped you, what, what got you over that hump, over that kind of panic, anxiety? Um, uh, I still haven't gotten over Lexapro, it yet. Lexapro, <laughs> honestly, like I got, I got, yeah. some, I got prescribed Lexapro. <laughs> and then I started looking up and then uh, I was like, what's the big deal? And every day didn't, it didn't feel like <laughs> I had so... to fight to, you know, it, it kind of felt like I was treading water just to not be on the verge of having a panic attack mm-hmm. about just like how quickly things were happening and how it was this feeling of like permanence. It's like what? Like the roller coaster feeling of like once you're yes. buckled up and it's you're too, going on. Oh yeah, it's too I late. I can't I've get off. I literally said off. that exact same thing, exactly the same thing on this podcast. Like it's three that feeling. Times. It's that yeah, and it, I think it's yeah. We all have that same whatever the scenario. That's a common shared just or for me. I don't know if every. I guess I can't speak for everybody, but I felt that exact mm-hmm. same thing. And then like every time like a pregnancy test would sort of look positive, I'd be like. And then whenever it was, I just felt that like <laughs> I'm just plummeting. There, this is it. This is Here it. we are. Yeah, it was, no. wild. it was too late. It was just yeah. too late. Yeah. I think so. if you're critically thinking about it, which probably means you should be a parent, right? If you're like having these thoughts, it's it's because it's not some it's not it's not something that you just randomly decide one day. It right. you're this is a human being. Like this is not just a baby forever. This is someone who's going to be in the world long after we're going to be in the world, their impact's going to be in the world, the way you you sort of help be there. But like the scope of that, like mm-hmm. the, the heaviness of that was hitting me too as someone who was thinking about how like I have so much to do. Like I'm imperfect. I have mm-hmm. so many issues. <laughs> same. I was thinking the so, same like, thing. How? Like I'm still thinking the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> It's like, I'm so flawed, but like, how am I going to help shape someone? But I, but then I realized like, that's how it's like, just being honest, like all the parts that I love about my mom are because she, and, and my parents, like my dad, my mom, like my stepdad, like they they fucked me up in many ways and they built me in many ways and they were, but they, nobody knows. It's the first time any of us are doing this. Like Mm -hmm. our kid doesn't know what they're doing. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. I'm still the same person. You're you're just a new person who's living with me now, mm-hmm. and I love you because chemically, I'm obsessed with I have you. The second, yeah. So, <laughs> and you're now. It's like I bow down to the ground. She like walks on, and I completely understand. My life's changed for the. All those fears were put to rest the second yeah. she came into existence. Yeah. When did that? Was it when she was here or? Were you starting to feel more comfortable when you found out that Robin, like it worked and she was pregnant and... Yeah. It all kind of faded. I was like singing to... I became super, super, super like the fear of the thing. It's like before I bought or like before I bought a house, I had a similar thing. Like there were a couple friends that reminded me every time I... There are these like turnkey moments in life. Mm -hmm. I have these like huge epiphany Mm -hmm. existential 
is that am I really going to do before marriage, before buying a house, anything that feels, maybe it's like I've seen it modeled in a way. I don't know where it comes from, but there's obviously a fear of like being stuck mm-hmm. in something shitty and right. wanting to make sure I have, I'm consciously making decisions in my life. It's always been my worst fear to like wake up at 50 and be like, what? Whose house is this? Like, <laughs> who made these decisions? Yeah. Like, you know, that's always yeah. been like my fear. So I think because of that, I've been extra to a fault, hyper vigilant about, about being super conscious about all the decisions I've yeah. been making. My self-critic definitely gets the loudest before a big shift or change. How many kids do you have? I have two. I have a 10-year-old and a two-year-old. Big old gap. My body and between my children. (laughs) Mom Colt, it's an ad. When you need a quick weeknight dinner, look no further than our friends at Mr. Aaron's Goods. You can get 25% off your order on mrerinsgoods.com. They offer free delivery in East Nashville on Saturdays, and you can pick up Monday through Friday at TKO in East Nashville. But what Mr. Aaron's Goods does best is pastas, bagels, homemade baked goods. They have insane pasta sauces. Get them. M-R-A-A-R-O-N-S-G-O-O-D-S dot com. Mrerinsgoods.com. Use code MOMCOLT at checkout for 25% off. Locally owned, family operated in Nashville, Tennessee. How, how old is Parker? Uh, he's three. That's he right. will be four in June. Are your kids friends? Not really, the no. Kind of. <clears throat> I mean, maybe a little um, He's just eventually. He's a, yeah, at some point, probably he and Penny will. Yeah, click, once, but she's so she's so much smaller. Once they like get past the first three or four years, then age starts to matter a lot less. Once everyone has all the same capabilities between like conversation yeah. and walking and, you know. Yeah. It's so fun. Little people are so funny. Like a two year old, the right, like the, that is true. Like the difference between a two year old and even like a three year old. It's insane. Like (laughs) months. Mm -hmm. Like a couple of months. One's a baby and Mm -hmm. one's a full blown crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not, I have to, it's a constant daily thing to remind myself, like, don't, and always I'm telling Eric, why are you using logic? Stop trying to be logical. And I, I say it to myself. I can't. Oh, You're I just going to upset yourself. Don't. It doesn't make sense. He's not logical. He's not. He cannot do it. It's not going to be logical. I don't really know when that starts. I mean, it's sort of, there's a couple of things that he sort of will be logical about. Sort of. Yeah. But do I think it happens like, for girls sooner. Yeah. 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 The prefrontal cortex. That's why. You're, you have to be his pre. I was listening to a podcast of Armchair Expert, and they were talking about it. Like, you have to be. Do you have boys or girls? Both girls. Shut up. Whatever. I don't <laughs> want to like make this a gendery thing. We're gonna get canceled. Oh um, no, that's already. We're already. That ship has sailed for us. <laughs> yeah. We. We've already covered too many. We've already said yeah. too many. Yeah. <laughs> just various, various I mean, facts. things. I'm just going to say like facts are facts. The prefrontal cortex of, yes. of, a, woman, of a girl's brain is yeah, that's deve- like developed yeah. faster. It's just true. Cool. Yeah. I was going to ask when Robin was pregnant and even when Luna was first born, I feel like husbands, 
it takes them longer to feel like they are a part of what's going on and understanding mm-hmm. what the wife needs or whatever. And as another woman, I was wondering if you were able to have more of a connection with her throughout all of that, or if there still felt this kind of distance between like, I, I feel not as a part of this, but I know I will eventually, or I was just wondering how all of that played out as a same sex couple. Totally. Yeah. I felt, I would say it works the same way. I think two women together, just there's like a natural desire to understand, even if I don't, I'm not in her body. I'm not having crazy shit come out of my vagina all the time. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not feeling the flutters, you know, but there's, there's like a, I don't know if it's a me thing. I don't know if it's a two woman thing. I was super, super, super involved. Like Mm -hmm. in every single, I didn't miss an appointment. I wanted to be, if I can't physically have the, or I'm choosing to not physically have the experience, then I'm like, I bought like all the cool gear. I bought these like little headphones that clip on yeah. to like the belt buckle. Do you know what I'm talking about? I saw those, yeah. And you put in earbuds into them. It's like very extra. It's annoying. I have to like make playlists and I'm singing to her all the time and making sure Robin's like eating well. And I would say it's like the equivalent of like two women having sex, like the way you take care of each mm-hmm. other. And that there's like, oh, I'm going to take care of you, my queen. Like yeah. that's the vibe. Like I'm in it with you uh, in solidarity, even... Even when Lou was a baby and, like, I didn't have to be up when Robin was breastfeeding, it was my aunts who actually told me, like, I get it. You want to, like, be there in solidarity and, like, be up with her. And But, like, this isn't about being a hero. Like, you need to survive. So right. yeah, Everybody like, needs their sleep. You need to sleep. Yeah. And one of us needs to not be tired. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. needs to sleep when she needs, like, a not, like we get it. <laughs> Eric did that, too. And I was like, it's not, it's no, like, one of us has to, like, be remotely sane. <laughs> like, I'm going to be, yeah, I need you in the morning uh-huh. to be, like, doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you see, that's the thing. I don't know if it's a woman thing. It right. just might be a partner thing. Like, right. certain no, Everything else you said definitely seems like woman stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like oh my and like after I'm giving rethinking, birth I'm rethinking how I did this your yeah. way sounds yeah like I found out I found out that like my queen certain, my queen what yeah I'm like massaging her I made we have like a butter that I made like a homemade we've made a huge mistake yeah I'm like you're birthing our future favorite person like you're growing right right I'm obsessed with I this whole that. thing like <laughs> like you know of course I want to you know uh, yeah that, that was my instinct for yeah. sure for sure it's and it's also an appreciation I like I chose to not do this you're going through this mm-hmm. to me this is like a shitty not fun experience right. like to her maybe it has its beautiful moments or but to me I'm grateful that mm-hmm. she's there to right. like so you do didn't it. have to so I'm like I'll do anything like yeah. I want you to be happy, healthy, take your DHA. Um, like, let me, like, let's, let's, let me help you. Mm-hmm. How can we, how can we do that? So mm-hmm. that was my role for sure. And I yeah. found out hus- some husbands, not all, fall asleep while their kids being born. Some people are just like napping in the corner. Like our, some of our nurses could not believe that I was co- coherent the whole time and like with her in it and 
awake. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, some of these husbands just like sleep on the couch while their wife is like laboring with the doula. They just like <laughs> leave them with the doula. I'm like, what? <laughs> Like I made a playlist. I brought essential oils. I hung fucking posters and like affirmations. She got this card deck of like woo woo moon moon girl shit. Mm -hmm. So I like hung it up and, um, we were supposed to actually go to like the birthing center and, um, well, why did we end up not being able to go? Oh, cause she had to be induced. Mm. Ah, yeah. It was super sad. She was super emotional. She was, she wanted to be au natural. Mm -hmm. So they gave her... Pitocin. Pitocin. But she was like, I'm not getting an epidural. So they had her on the highest dosage of Pitocin anyone could Mm -hmm. like have. Mm. And she wasn't dilating and she was in just extreme pain for so long. Yeah. And there was finally a moment where our doula came to me and was like, I've never seen someone on this much Pitocin for this long and she's not dilated. We have to give her an up. Like you, yeah. we have to go in there. She's in the bathroom, like crying on the yeah. toilet. She's like, Robin's hysterical. She's in pain. She's like, you know, it's just oh, like yeah. intense. It's not, it's you not a know. fun experience. Yeah. I was like, baby girl, let's talk. <laughs> You're on so much fucking Pitocin right now. <laughs> look, look at these moon cards. The look moon the- cards are saying it's time for the epidural. Take the epidural, baby. <laughs> like, don't be a hero. Like, yeah. it's it's time. And she's like, that's the doing naturally. Yeah. So I was like, it's, we just need to get her out safe. Let's just, let's just fucking do it. Yeah. Let's that's go. one of the hardest things is like dropping, like, yes, you can have an ideal like scenario you would like for the birth to go, but, but also being totally prepared for it to go whatever way it's going to go. That is out of your control. And that is, uh, not an easy thing to mm-hmm. prepare for. Just having a healthy baby is like right. the whole point. Did you feel pretty connected with Luna right away or did it take some time? No, I like, I caught her. I was like, this is, oh my, oh my, <laughs> I understand everything. I'm a baby person though. Like I've always loved babies. I've always loved kids. I've always taught like music. I've mm-hmm. always worked at camps or like school of rock at one point in my career before I was doing music, my own music full time. And I've always been really close with my cousins when little four quads were babies. I was Mm -hmm. 16. Um, yeah, like I was worried that I wasn't going to feel connected to her, especially because I've heard so many dads that didn't have that feeling Mm -hmm. right away. They had to like grow to, I don't know what you guys felt. For me, I didn't, with my first, it was definitely probably like three months before I was really like, oh, I'm a mom. And like, I'm feeling what that. Did she feel like a stranger? She always felt separate than me, but my second didn't. And I can't, I don't know if that's like between first and second or also just their personalities, but I would say most of it was probably shock and an expectation of what I thought I was supposed to feel. And so then when I didn't feel that, that felt scary and, totally. dis- and a little distracting and everything is just, you're thrust into trying to nurse and you're, I mean, you're, they're telling you all this stuff and they're like, okay, Bye. Leave the hospital, go home, and keep and you have this no idea what's alive. going on. And you're just like, I was. I mean, I was young-ish too. I was twenty. I just turned twenty-eight. Um, so it just took some time to be like, okay. totally. There's that feeling of like, there's like a love that I had. It did. I was holding her, being like, this is someone who's not outside of us. Like, who? Who are you? Mm-hmm. I love you. Who are you? I don't know any, I don't even know if I like you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you don't, I don't even, know anything about it. I don't know anything yet. about yeah, and that that is a mind fuck that nobody <laughs> talk like I don't know you. There's literally a stranger living with us. We don't know her isms. We don't know anything and it's like up to us to like the whole thing is just you you guys know, but you can't articulate it to to anybody and, until you go until you're in it the first 3 months specifically mm-hmm. what you're talking about. It's like the twilight zone yeah. mixed with bouts of like passionate love for this that you don't quite understand like how to a like, love that hasn't existed before but then you're also your logic brain is like who the fuck are you and also i'm like tired what's going on and like where are my friends like what there's just like a lot <laughs> where are my friends <laughs> like, there's a lot going they are on. gone they're gone that's where they are <laughs> Yeah. Who? Yeah, dude. <laughs> There's <what>? like, <laughs> and then also just like, I don't care. <laughs> and then like, should I care? And then this perfect little baby person who's outside of myself, but who I care about. I'm glad I wrote a lot of it down mm-hmm. and took a lot of videos because there's no way to like, recall Mm -hmm. actually like the feelings of it because there's no storage system in your body that can contain all of those emotions with such little sleep (laughs) (laughs) the level of sleep is actually shocking like i didn't believe i didn't understand (laughs) yeah until i was in it there's just no way to describe there's just not no way to describe and it's so much more intense for you people who are breastfeeding like breastfeeding and or if you are did you breastfeed yeah for a while I think um I mean I think it went on I think it carried on for like six months technically but I was pretty over it by three months and then just doing it some and stuff Robin was she's like fuck but he's always eaten a lot and he's always I mean he was just really hungry so he didn't care where it came from he didn't care he just wanted more food it's funny because Robin and I were both experiencing our own insecurities but not until we spoke of it did we know that. Like, I had this insecurity of, like, Lou doesn't, you know, like, she's not genetically connected to me. And this is something where I mm-hmm. talked to my aunt's wife a lot about because she's really the only person who uniquely understands this. She mm-hmm. wasn't genetically connected. She isn't, and she, but she did carry. To either set of the twins? To either set. She did carry two of them, though. Cool. Um, so at least she had that part. But, yeah, this feeling of, well, I'm not, like, genetically connected to her. Does she not feel like, will she not, will her body know that? Will her nervous system not feel as connected to me? Um, Robin is breastfeeding. So they're getting this bond. But then meanwhile, Robin's like, no, I feel like Luna only wants me because I have food. She wants you because it's choice for her. (laughs) She has, she has to like, she has to like me. She's just, I'm like a milk, like the cow to her. So we just had to constantly talk about Mm -hmm these things and we do constantly talk of it's going to be part of our narrative and our family story and Luna's origin story and you know like making her aware of it as she gets older and giving it to her in age appropriate doses where she can understand and being just like super honest about it but um you know ultimately it's like if I and we might one day who knows but if we were to adopt a child it's like Love, th- mm-hmm. It wouldn't change a thing. Mm-mm. That's your person. That's that's yeah. the persons in your family. You love them. And that's a choice. Anybody can fuck and have a baby. But to be, I think, like a 
parent to someone mm-hmm. and like someone who's consciously involved and wants to grow that love that's that doesn't take genes yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah mom cult have you washed your car yet in 2023 better yet have you vacuumed the back seat of your car in 2023 um i don't know if you visited camel express before but they have crazy high-powered vacuums that are stronger than any vacuum I've used in my life, and they're free. For a limited time, Mom Cult member, you can get a best wash that's a $25 value free. You just text Mom Cult to 30400 and you get a free $25 car wash texted to your phone. That's Mom Cult, one word, to 30400. Visit camelexpress.com to find your camel, the one nearest to you. Get over there and wash off the ground of 2022 today. With your music, you were talking about part of the reason you went on that big trip was to gain some more balance and get yourself out of the burnout that happens. And I was curious if you found your footing with that post having a kid. Well, for creative life, it's been amazing. I started writing a lot and not writing in this like scheduled arbitrary way, but like it's just happening naturally because there's what to write about. I'm walking around the house with her doing bits and beatboxing and doing skits and being I feel like fully, I feel like I'm myself and I'm like myself around her because she has no preconceived notion of who I am or who I should be. And so I feel like I'm me when I was at my Mm -hmm. purest, like nine, 10 years old before like really sad things started to happen, you know, whatever it is. Like I feel that same way. Actually, (laughs) Totally, you know, before the chemicals in my brain started getting beat down by whatever. I was thinking about that when you were talking about the fear of if I have a kid, you know, how much is that going to change everything else in my life? And, and talking about once you are on the other side of it, like the same thing happened for me, which was both my kids have pushed me to find myself even more and to push myself towards what I love more when my fear was that it, I'm going to have to mm. fight. I'm going to have to choose between the two all the time and feel guilty about putting myself before something when really it all ends up working, at least emotionally, ends up working cohesively. Is that the, would you say that's like, this? was that the start of why the podcast started or like how the podcast started? I was out with some friends one time and we were all just sitting around talking and laughing and complaining. And <laughs> one of them says, you need to start a podcast. I was like, you know what? It really would be nice it's so hard to get a group of moms together for a drink. And so I wanted to be able to create that vibe of being out, having drinks with friends, but it's accessible no matter where you are. So that's really why the podcast oh, ended yeah. up like starting. That. So how do you guys find like making other mom friends? Like how do you, because I, I feel, I feel like a lot of, so being completely honest, I'm like in this early phase of having a kid where I'm straddling this feeling of, Right, like half of the people I have normally been close with don't have a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of them are not even close. Mm-hmm. They're not even in relationships. And then there's like another segment of people who have crossed our paths who are like kind of similar age, young kids, 
but are maybe a little bit more already established <laughs> conventional or whatever, you know, whatever, like yes. they won't think it's okay if I like take out my vape, you know, like my right, vape right. when we're like all hanging, just different. And then you're, and trying, then, to f- you're trying to find your people, trying to like, fo- like, and then there's like people at the school, but like, I don't meet her, mm-hmm. I, her like her, like her best friend at school right now is this girl Mimi, but like, I don't really know who Mimi's mom is. And chances are, if I meet Mimi's mom, Mimi's mom might be like an accountant. Not that that's a bad thing, but yeah. it's like not there's anything our wrong schedules. With that. W- our schedules wouldn't even yes. line up. Got yeah. it. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Are you gonna come on a camping trip with us? Uh-huh. Are you gonna like our? So you're you're mm. so like our closest, our two best friends. They don't have kids, but they they're in it with us. Right. Like, they, right. They come over. They're available they change to diapers. Come over. They hang yeah. at bath time. They care about Lou as much as we do. Mm-hmm. Um, do they have a kid? Not as much, but like obviously, right. yeah, But sure. like as friends, they're like, oh, we're aunt, you know, so and so and so and so. Mm-hmm. Or uncle, so a lot of uncles. She's a lot, my guy friends are very much like, hey, can I come by and like I'm see Lou? I'm in the area. Like, wanna, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, she's free. Uh, come, <laughs> come on over. Uh, like, that's awesome. That's really nice. Um, but it, it's also nice to like see her with other kids and like hanging out with other kids. But like, man, sometimes it's just like I don't want to hang with. Right. So let's just hang out because I, I don't. You know I, mean? I don't know. I haven't found that yet, and I'm still waiting <laughs> yeah. to figure out. I'm like, how do I make friends with other families that I feel like are our vibe, but I'm stuck yeah. in this like no man's land of Jeremy works Thursday to Sunday, and that's when everyone has the weekend and gets their families together. Finding someone who has the same lifestyle and <laughs> yeah, schedule lifestyle feels. Impossible, and that I, I will see groups of moms that really seem to have that, like where their whole—it's not just the moms that hang out, but mm-hmm. the whole, like the husbands and wives and kids—and they'll do spring breaks together, and they'll all go camping together. And I'm like, when That's are we gonna find our people that we do that with? Like where both people get a like, I can't fathom that 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 is so rare that both sets are like obsessed with each other. Yeah. yeah like it where feels the, like yeah, a fantasy that I need to let go to of. like, like the parent of the, like all that and the, in right. record to like the kid. Well, he'll like any kid. He can get on board with any kid. So it's really just us. We're yeah. the ones complicating it. But. Yeah. And then there's like, Oh, you're, you know, there's even like family too. It's just like different. Like we wouldn't even go get the same food if we all went on vacation together. Like we wouldn't be able to shop together. I'm just, I hope Lou makes friends with people whose parents we like. Yeah, we should, she will. should get our kids together. She you, can she to. you can force it. You can force it. Yeah, come over. My oldest is about to start middle school next year. And so she'll be, she's been at oh, the same I school think. since she was three. And I'm excited, but also trying not to have too many expectations. But I was like, I'm ready for her world to get bigger so our world can get bigger. Like when she's changing schools, she's going to meet mm-hmm. all these new kids and make new friends. And then may, like maybe one of those friends will have some <laughs> cool parents that like it just works and yeah. clicks and they'll want to come over to our house. <laughs> That's our problem too is like with, with, a, with Penny being two and getting into everything, it's like, well, if I am going to go over to somebody's house, is their house child-proofed? Is it... Am I going to be able to have a conversation or am I going to be chasing Penny around their house the whole time? And oh, is it going to end up being more stressful? Whatever. I totally, I, I hear that. Yeah. I so, totally get it. Well, and also we'll, like we can just like attempt two- one hang and then we'll see how it goes. Does your 10 year old like help with a two year old? Mm, when she wants to. <laughs> the gap's really big, but like when they're, I'm like thinking when they're older, like college, high school, I feel like they're going to like look out. 
Oh, I'm sure it'll be adorable. And there are adorable moments now. They just don't happen as often as I thought that they would or would like them to. But I I really struggled with, do I want an only child? So I'm, my sister is nine years older than me. And I, I love that I'm getting to kind of watch that play out in my own life, which I didn't think that there would be a gap. If I did have more than one kid, I definitely didn't know that it would be that far apart. And the further apart it got, the more I doubted, is it too late? Is it too late to try and do Am I ready? Do I want to go through all of this again? Man. But, you know, again, then they're here and you're like, I mean, there was just no other way that this, like, this is what our life is supposed to be. This, this is, is who we're supposed to have. And we, I had two miscarriages before her. And through both of those, I was just like, well, this wasn't our baby. Like, if the baby's not here, then this wasn't supposed to be our baby. And now, of course, Penny's here, and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have gotten her. Good. Like, and yeah. I can't, that she's the only one that I want. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, like, taking it all in because the second child thing is, like, so hot on my brain. Yeah, it, ling- it likes to linger there like a little yeah. bitch. <laughs> That's a good time. That's a good time. I mean, we're thinking in the same direction, and I'm like, that sounds cool. I really want him to have a sibling, but the starting over thing doesn't sound fun. I, this is not, this is like a way jump back, but I really have to ask this question. When you were shopping for donors, did you get to look at pictures? Did you get to see like their family history? Did you do like that? I've heard it called the VIP package where you like <laughs> get to see like all the information. Did you do that? Did you yeah. do that add on? Yeah. Um, I, so before we even started looking at donors, it was just like, I mean, what, like where, there's so many places where you can go, so many resources, so many. So then it's like, let's investigate each detailed part of each bank that you could buy a donor. You know, do we want to go with someone we maybe don't know, but know through friends? I knew people who have done that successfully and has been a beautiful situation for them. And we got pretty far down one rabbit hole before we got to a dead end with with something with a person that we op- ultimately opted not to do, but we got as far as FaceTiming and that the was- person that the donor himself <laughs> at one point. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know they did that. No, no, this wasn't through a bank. This was like a friend of a friend. <gasps> wow. Yeah, we were we were entertaining that idea for okay. a second until we were like. Wait, what? No, yeah. no, 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 no. This isn't too complicated. Ve- too way too much, and we, you know, we just and ta- through talking to family members and and just like legally, you have to do all the things that a sperm bank would have to do. We ultimately, so when you go with a sperm bank, you can see photos, childhood photos, adult photos. Some donors don't have any photos. It just kind of depends. Some have totally closed options where. They never want to be contacted. Some have something called an open thing, which is at age 18, your kid can reach out Mm -hmm. and they can either say, yes, here's my information, or they can say to the sperm bank, no. And then there's something that's called totally open ID, which is a newer thing, which is at 18, if your child chooses to, the sperm bank will, will release the last known information, the full name and everything. And it's that donor making a decision mm-hmm. when they donate to say, uh, contact it. yes, if you so cool. choose, I'll have a conversation. So what'd you end up with? Open. Nice. Cool. I, I like that. I, want I, I would want have. that option too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I just thought for like future her, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I wanted to, I didn't want her to ever feel like if we had the choice, you chose to not 
give me choice. Right. Yeah. Like you're going to know your origin story of every right to scope it out. And she's going to, I don't want her to create like a black box that she never gets to. This, this is also, she's going to have an understanding that this is, this is a part of her story, but it's like, she's going to know that that's not the person who raised her. So whatever interest she would have is, Mm -hmm. you know, would be totally because of her own curiosity and her right to know. So we chose, we chose that. Did you see his picture? Yeah, we have his childhood photos. Yeah. Is he hot? Cool. <laughs> yeah. As a child. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, I'm not going to answer that. Yeah. He's that's cute. Smart. He's very cute. Adorable. Adorable. He's, he's adorable. adorable. That's what I meant. Um, I meant he adorable. probably is attractive as an adult. Yeah. Um, speaking of making huge life choices on someone that you've never met, um, how about we can do like a 30 second um, pop culture corner, pop, which pop is culture, pop, um, you like, pop, pop. I think you mentioned you like Married at First Sight. I love Married at First Sight. Have do you, you watched watch all this? I've, I've, I've only watched some. Love is Blind. I haven't done Married at First oh, Sight. I watched that too. But I would imagine it's somewhat similar. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a theme. Um, <laughs> so good. Those shows are so good. Do you well, normally like I do like a recap of that and I can't, mm-hmm. let me see. I watched like the first season and I really liked that show. The first season, the second or third, I haven't. Well, what are you guys watching? I've probably seen it. Um, I watch everything, everything else, but that show. No, I'm just kidding. Well, honestly, (laughs) she watches everything. Love Island. Yep. I watch it. (gasps) Are you caught up? Um, I haven't had anybody. (sighs) Yeah. Like there's no, I haven't had anyone on the show that watches it. I love Love Island. Um, yeah, I'm like all caught up as far as like, there's no new seasons. There's one right now. It's on Hulu. You can watch it. What do you it. mean? When did it's it come on, out? It's, it's happening What are you doing right later? Now. Yeah. Like, what, what are you doing after? <laughs> what are you doing after? It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's happening right now. It's on like the sixth episode. And um, is it Love Island UK? Yes. The only one that matters. Is oh. That, please don't watch the American one. I see. the Yeah. And there's also, there's another one that's not even in English. Ooh. I'm 99% sure. Okay. I don't know. I'll look into it. I'll the one in the UK seems like it's not in English. And Love no, Island, Turkey. I, yeah. Sometimes can't understand them. I have to be honest. In and the, the one UK. In, oh yeah, we, we can't. Well, now I we can because now I've, I've like it's like I live there because I watched seven hundred episodes. Well, like, give me some Love people. Island dish for the person. Yeah, who okay. Has okay. That. Um. So you, you got have what? ten you've seconds. Got four minutes. They're all a tr- hot. Literally. Okay. Great. One minute. Love Island. Go. Love Island. Um. I feel that my opinion. So a little. Blah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the UK one's the only one that matters. They um, okay. They bring people in from all over the UK, and it's like, uh, oh my god, just watch it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so here's good. what I'll tell you. Here's what I tell you. Like there's so many, like specific things you'll get like in the world of the show, but stay with it until episode sixteen. <laughs> Because there are 67 episodes in every yes. season. There's because it's so on many. five nights a week. I think maybe seven in the UK. Every yeah, single right, night. Right. So you miss nothing from these people's lives. And these people like will start out, you'll be like, what is this? What are, who are these idiots? And by episode 16, I'm literally sobbing. And by the end, I'm like, I love Faye. I can't believe he gave her that dog. 100%. Like, I don't know anything about talk, like talking into a mic. So if that's really loud to you, I'm sorry. But it's... I don't know if that's bad. I think that pa- the passion is palpable. That's 100% the vibe. It is so <laughs> good. It teaches 
me how judgmental I am too because you do like yes. I look at them and I'm like these fucking idiots like oh my God. fucking influencer <laughs> I'm idiots are so hot so I can feel good about myself because you're so stupid you realize like they're they're layered they're everyone's layered <laughs> we're all just people <laughs> I fucking love it yes. I think that's why we watch it because um, it's so fun so that's Love Island it's great did you so you didn't watch UK you don't um, yeah, I'm just not caught. I didn't know there was a new No, no, not the new one. Okay, but did you watch um, the one with Teddy and Faye? This is embarrassing to say, but I've watched so much reality television. You forget. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> what do they look like? Well, uh, what do they I guess like? that okay, wraps a, it up. It's a black guy. It's like a hot, hot black guy. And, um, and like a woman, um, <laughs> she oh is like really, really done up. And when I first saw her, I was like, she is one thing. And then I, like by the end... Literally almost cried just even thinking about her. I love her so much. She is the antithesis of what I would think that I I would be friends with her, that I would like. She was older. She's like the old, I think one of the oldest people that's been on the show. I'm sorry, Faye. Faye? I know obviously you're listening. What did she (laughs) Faye and Teddy. And if they're not still together, I might actually start crying. Anyway. She's just so tortured and damaged and he just like sticks with it and like sees her through it. And I just, I think I just relate to her and I'm like, oh my God. And she would just fuck it up over and over and then he would be, he would just see her anyway. And I wish so you guys... So you're just seeing yourself and Faye. <laughs> yeah, really. 100%. <laughs> and, and honestly, Eric and Teddy, because it would be like, literally when we met, like the first thing that I said to him was... Um, um, oh yeah, you don't want to do this. Like, no. Like you when he was like serious this, and like sir. being sweet, like holding my hand, I was like, mm, you don't have to, let's not, please. <laughs> and he just like stuck with it. So the original anyway. Teddy and Faye. The original yeah. Teddy and Faye. Yeah. It's good. Um, I'm sad we didn't really, we didn't have time. I skipped check-in cause I knew that we would be rushed for time. I noticed that we didn't do that, but I thought I was just derailed by my like botching of the first intro. So no. There's no fluff on this podcast. No. No. It's it's only real. <laughs> yeah. It's only the good stuff. It's only yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just the meat. We don't banter. We just get. Yeah. Just <laughs> straight in. Just raw dog. Sorry. Sorry. Um, thank you, Emily Cop, for being here. Thank you. Thanks it was lovely to meet you. And, um, and for real. So I mean, nice we both you. have two-year-olds. We have no excuse All right. You can schedule things together. after. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, your kid, it, your kid is too advanced for to hang out with our kids. He is. Well, his his uh, prefrontal cortex is not right. Yeah. So he's at the level probably of our. Yeah, he's still so dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you see those stupid paintings on the floor in there? I did. Th- <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Thank you, Joy. Thank you You're for so listening. Welcome. Yeah, and um. Oh, I always get this really well. Um, Like us on something, Mm -hmm. rate us five stars. Otherwise, don't do any of that on podcasts, whatever Mm -hmm. you do. Mm -hmm. And um, you can follow Joy at at Tiffica, T-I-F-F-I. Is that right? I-C-A? I-F-F-I-C-A. Yeah. You can follow me at at Sarah Parker Massey. And you can follow Emily at at Lowen, right? L-O-W-E-N. Is that right? Lowen. No, no, no. Earth. Earth to Lowen. Oh, I knew that's it. Right. Earth to Lowen. Lowen was taken, so I had to come up with something. No, no, so. like that. Earth. Wow, the first time. You should first, sample first that. podcast, Bert. We're sorry. That'll be so upsetting to so many people. I know, but you know what? It's just part of who I am. And like we learned with Faye, uh, everybody's got layers. So. Yeah. Not now. Mm. 